0: Welcome to YinCast, our podcast for current and future leaders wanting to develop themselves further. Every month, the Alembic team discuss and share their thoughts on issues and topics that are common in the workplace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of YinCast, where we'll be covering getting the most out of your project teams while working remotely. Today on the podcast, we have Rosanna. Hello. Matt. Hi there. And I'm Alice. Leading project teams can be challenging but now with many teams working remotely there's less communication, it's more difficult to keep people motivated and productive, roles and responsibilities can be left unclarified and there can also be a lack of clear structure. This has made it even more difficult for leaders to get the most out of their project teams. So communication is one of the things that can be difficult to get right it's likely that working remotely means that there is less communication and less time spent together so that can cause problems in in project teams
1: yeah i think that's right there's um there's an awful lot of informal communication that people will be used to from day to day business that is not necessarily there in the same way anymore um, and it's not that we've lost our uh, want for this informal communication. It's that it's the communication that happens in the gaps between the other things we're doing, um small informal conversation and meetings. And in the um context of projects, it can be quite tricky to manage all of the issues and conversations that come up as part of a project in just one meeting every couple of weeks. Um, and you can find yourself dealing with considerable inertia um, when you might try and tackle an issue that's really large, uh, which could have been um it could have been knocked down at stage one if you'd had a few informal conversations. Um so there are there are definite gaps when it comes to working remotely um in your informal communication pathways. And there are things you can do to, to try and bridge those gaps. Uh, I know at Alembic, we try and put some time together for um, working in the same space. So we might jump on a, a Teams call um, and work on a, on a project that we're all working on, which uh, opens the lines of informal chat or even just having a Teams, um, a Teams uh, chat group. So everybody can informally chat and you can see what other people are talking about. Um, There's a heap of things to do. I think an important point is just taking the time to consider how you might set that up and really what the benefits could be.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, communication has always been um, one of the biggest um, issues or problem that people want to solve in projects. Um, It's something that comes up time and time again for us as facilitators, it's something that people want to improve on and i agree that the remote working um sort of hinders that informal or you know um spontaneous catch up and the idea sessions so i think it's really important just to think about as you embark on a project actually how much time have you set aside as a team to collaborate on this and um it's always easier to put time in the diary And then if you don't need it you know give yourself that time back then fight with diaries to sort of squeeze more time in Um, and I think it leads into you know the structure of a project. Um, Obviously the start of a project is all about you know what's the problem we're here to solve what are we trying to fix what does what's our outcome what's our objective and i think i always like to emphasize that as a really important part of the project you know making sure that you've id'd the problem or the project and that everybody's clear on what you're trying to achieve and so you're kicking off in the right way and spending time to do that and i just think that's really important particularly remotely where you can get that confirmation and that feedback from the team that we're all working on the same thing and we're all really clear so you can set off week one in the right place
0: so just carrying on from that then um, thinking about structure one tool that we do use is called the eight week cycle Um, so just to briefly touch on that it sets out the length of a project so eight weeks Um, that's because this is the best Length of time for a project to occur. Um, any shorter then it's, you can't get enough done in that time. Um, but any longer, then it's likely that motivation starts to dip, and we don't want that. We want our team engaged, um, and we want them excited about the project and working as best they can. Um, so the eight-week cycle just helps to break down um, into eight simple steps how to put together and run a project so we do find it useful and our clients do find it useful to use that just as sort of the bones really um, and and building around that so um, it might be good for you just to think about what is your structure what structure do you currently have in place if any when you're running project teams Um, and is that working for you right now now that most teams are working remotely Um, It might be good just for you to check in with what your current process is and whether it's still as effective as it it could be, because times are very different right now um, and they might be for some time
2: yeah the great thing about the eight week cycle is that it goes from okay, what's the what's the problem? what's our objective all the way through week by week to getting to a point where you're presenting your ideas, you've done the research, you've collated that, you've got feedback from that, and then after the eight weeks, you're presenting. and there's that accountability there to in that eight weeks present your findings. Um, and so, Structure is really important, particularly remotely. But so is accountability, and you know, having that deadline or that you know time frame to work towards just focuses the mind and uh, brings everybody together around that sort of common time frame. Um, so that's really helpful, and I think paramount when working remotely to have that structure.
1: Yeah, I think the, the accountability point's is a really good one as well i think if there can be any ambiguity around accountability it can cause immediate difficulties in running project teams um again it's something we we often look at when we help set up project teams um, we use a framework called reiki that uh, looks at who's responsible or accountable for delivering of their individual tasks in or projects and i think that's a really good thing to check in with at the start as well it's one of these things that if you can get a, a jump on it before it becomes a problem or before you know that communication can can break down and it, as i said at the beginning you can have two weeks or three weeks between project meetings where it's not well understood who's accountable for delivery and um, you can save yourself heaps and heaps of time
0: yeah and i think also without that clear those clear roles and responsibilities it can create sometimes quite a toxic team culture, which is not what you want. It can turn to sort of finger pointing and um people dropping the ball. You know, nothing good can come of people not knowing what their purpose in the team is or what they're supposed to be doing. Um you want it to run smooth as smoothly as possible. Um and that's really tricky if if people aren't sure what tasks are theirs and what tasks are not. Yeah
2: definitely and I think this brings us on to another nice point around teams so yes just set up your communication channel so that you've got the structure there and the communication to, to have but also you know um, every project will have its highs and lows, um, you'll come up against a problem, um, you'll have to sort of rethink it and over and above like who's doing what is how does everybody respond to that and do people feel now demotivated with that barrier or energized because actually they like to problem solve Um, and so if you're working in a new team that's also remote there's so many more unknowns so just also spending time just to check in on you know how people are and the people behind the project the people that you're working with so you know are they energized? Are they motivated? Um, is there any tension that needs to be resolved? Are you high performing? And just thinking about what the team needs, regardless of the context of the project, actually how are the team meeting the requirements of the project? So I think checking in with people uh, because we don't have the feelers, we don't have the, we only have the size of the meeting that you're in. You don't have the site outside of the video call so just checking in on a team basis is really important.
1: Yeah it's interesting how much more difficult it is to spot these things um, outside of the context of being in the office but al- almost all the points we've made it's they're things which I think would be undoubtedly easier to catch if you could uh, see the person that potentially was experienced the issues informally. Um, and it's it's got to be a challenge for a lot of people running projects remotely, uh, particularly people that aren't used to it, to be able to think about a framework they can use to identify where they might potentially be looking at uh, low motivation or people don't quite understand their roles. I think it's um, it's an exercise that people haven't quite got used to doing yet.
2: I suppose the only other thing to add is around how teams collaborate um, and you know what tools are out there to work on things together and so obviously apart from project is coming up with ideas and solving problems um, and ordinarily we as a team would use a whiteboard for that um, but there are some great tools out there Miro being an online whiteboard that really helps bring teams together in an online forum on an online whiteboard. So instead of looking at lots of faces you're actually coming up with ideas, collating ideas and putting post-its on a virtual whiteboard and I think that I've seen a really positive way of working virtually with these online tools um, where it replicates the collaboration, the ideas you can see in real time what people are writing and what their trail of thought is and you get a really nice visual document at the end of it that everybody can see and I think that's really helpful because it replicates probably how people would approach projects in real life Um, and so there's some amazing tools out there that the tool is called Miro so but there are other ones out there that you can use that I think are just as good.
0: So to summarise what we've covered, um, we spoke about communication and how informal communication between meetings, um, I guess water cooler moments, have largely been lost due to working online. Um, It can be really difficult to manage communication with project teams. So try and put some time together for working together um, it's as simple as setting up a Teams call or whatever channels you use, just create those open lines of communication for informal chat. And it's also about setting aside time to collaborate. Um, and Rosanna mentioned a great tool that we use called Miro. So just put that time in the diary, you can always take it back out again, but it's important to book in that time to get spend time together. And making sure that you have structure for carrying out your project and managing your project, and making sure that you've clearly identified what the project is, the problem you're trying to solve, and making sure that every member of the team are really clear on that and on board with it. Also, setting a clear deadline to create account and creating accountability, um, something to work towards. Ensuring that roles and responsibilities are clear and defined um, and everyone is aware of everybody else's roles and responsibilities they know who to go to within the team and then finally we spoke about in project teams as we all know um, there will be highs and lows and there will be challenges um, but it really comes down to how the team responds to those problems and how they tackle them and finally just on the motivation point, making sure you take time as the manager or leader of the team um, to spend time checking in with each member of their team, the people behind the project, as Rosanna said, making sure um, are they motivated, are there tensions within the team, What, what does the team need, because working remotely you don't have that view of, you know, once they're off the video call, how that person really is. So Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Yincast. And we wish you the best of luck with your project teams. Um, if you have found anything in this episode useful or you use anything that we've covered, um, please do let us know and we'd love to hear from you. You may also be interested in our strategy cafe. On the 15th of April, Nick, Matt and Rosanna will be exploring how the pandemic has challenged our sense of identity and our loyalty. Asking big questions about our ongoing motivation and attachment to organisations and brands. They will be asking how who we are has evolved and what the challenges are for leaders. You can sign up through our website, alembicstrategy.com in the Get Involved section. We hope to see you online. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yincast. We hope you enjoyed it. To get the heads up on future podcasts, you can sign up to our mailing list through our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the Get Involved section. If you enjoyed this, then you might also be interested in our other events. You can sign up to our newsletter for updates on our latest events and articles. Also, look out for Strategy Cafe, our regular leadership webinar, where Nick, our MD, interviews prominent leaders.